honor today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the one that called me into the ministry of the gospel. For that, I give him glory and honor. Thanking God for Sister Williams leading us in devotion today, and for Eric and David Williams, amen, on the instruments today, and for the ushers, and for all of you who are present. We thank God for your presence today, and pray that what we have to share will continue to be a blessing to you. We're still on this theme this weekend, and, and uh, I, I thank God for for the spiritually minded theme, and I pray that you have been blessed by it over the, the last several months, and you've been able to benefit from it and to gain a new perspective on your life as your, your Christian life. And we need to be spiritually minded people to do God's will. Let's look again at our Old Testament passage of scripture, Isaiah 55. We're going to read, begin reading at verse 6 as usual. When you find it, say amen. Isaiah 55 and verse 6, we read, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. And he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For New Testament passages of Scripture, we're going to look at Luke's Gospel, chapter 17, and we're going to read verses 11 through 19. The Gospel of Luke, we will begin in chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. And you find it, say, Amen. Luke, Luke chapter 17, verse 11, we read, Now it happened as he went through Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God? Except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. This morning, I want to share with us briefly from the subject, spiritually minded to say thank you. Spiritually minded to say thank you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we adore you. We lift up your mighty name today. And Lord, we want to just say thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and thank you for your kindness, Lord. Thank you for your grace and thank you for your mercy and thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us, oh Lord. And we don't want to take another day, Lord, without saying thank you, Lord. We want to thank you for what our ears have heard and what our hearts have felt and what our eyes have seen. And we just want to thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. And as with the songwriter said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah.
thank God for saving me. We thank you for all you've done, Lord. And we know, that, Father, it's your goodness and your kindness, Lord. It's no goodness of our own, but it's you, oh, Lord. And we want to pause today and say thank you, Lord. Bless us today as we look at this word and, and this passage of scripture today that we will gain a blessing from it, Lord. And we will be your people. Let's be your servant and have your way today. Bless all things that are said and done. To give honor and glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we sing some of that, Eric?
the saints thank him today. Hallelujah. Lord, you've been so good. You brought us a mighty long way. You brought us over hills and mountains. You brought us through some dark places. But today we want to thank you, Jesus. say thank you. Praise the Lord. We've all had the experience of going through life and being bored. Getting up in the morning and feeling like we had nothing to do. Our subject today is spiritually minded to say thank you. And, and I, I, I've heard people, you know, begin to talk about, you know, I don't know, you know what I'm aware. I don't know what I have and all these different things. And they feel like their life has no meaning. They feel bored. And, you know, many times we hear young people, especially during the summertime, saying, I'm bored. I don't have nothing to do. But today I want us to think about when we have nothing to do to begin to thank God. You have something to thank God for. For life, health, and strength. We used to hear the old saying say, I want to thank you for waking me up this morning. Let me be clothed in my right mind. I want to thank you. We're talking today about being spiritually minded to say thank you. And, you know, sometimes as we get older in life, we don't, we, don't, we don't just say we're bored, but maybe life gets to become ordinary. And we, we begin, you know, you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth and you take a shower and you, you go through the routine. And you begin to feel bored with life and like life has no meaning. But today I want us to be spiritually minded to be thankful. To say, Lord, I thank you. And but we, if we look around our society today, we see that you know, many people are going through some difficult times. Some people don't have jobs. And people have lost family. And some people are making sacrifices to move to, a, to a, a city that's supposed to have a good economy. They have a job to, to get a paycheck. And, and they're not realizing how much they already really have. Today, I want us to be spiritually minded to say thank you. As we look at the Old Testament passage of Scripture, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God. For we, we, he will abundantly pardon. So many times we just think about our own lives and our own circumstances and forget to realize what we already have. What God has already provided for us. And we fail to think about the goodness of the Lord. As the scripture says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, if we only think about what he's already done in our lives, it says, seek the Lord while he may be found. While you have your right mind, thank God for what he's done for you. Thank him for the little things. To be able to have five fingers on each hand. Somebody don't have those. Think of thinking for this, to have shoes on your feet. Some people can't go to the store and buy shoes. My God. And some of our closets are filled. I got to throw a few shoes away right now myself. But we got to remember to thank God for what we have. Thank him for what he's already done in our lives. And realize without him how lost we would be. Today we're talking about being spiritually minded to say thank you. 
And he says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. When you're bored and when you don't think you have anything to do, then then seek God's direction. God always has something for us to do. And if you don't have a, if you feel like you don't have purpose, then begin to thank God for for allowing you to be, be, to have an easy time in life. Some people are struggling today. And if you have the opportunity to be bored, hallelujah. There would be, so many people would want to trade places with you. But the Bible says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. Be thankful for this time in your life, whatever the time might be. If you feel like, you know, everything is going wrong, thank God. Because there was a time when everything was going right. Thank God. Because when the tables turn again and everything is going right, you need to thank him. We're talking about being spiritually minded to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me. Thank you for the good times. Thank you for the difficult times. Thank you for the bad, thank you for the the trials and the tribulations. Because the Bible reminds us that all these things work together for good. For those who love the Lord and those who are the called according to his purpose. These things are going to work out for our good. If we would only be thankful to God. Today we're talking about being spiritually minded to say thank you. Let's look at our New Testament passage of scripture today in Luke's gospel chapter 17. And at this time, Jesus is, is he's, he's living his ministry. He's living out his purpose. He's going from place to place doing good. The Bible reminds us that when he stood up for the read in Luke chapter 4, that the spirit of the Lord was upon him. The God had anointed him to do so many different things, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, the recovering of sight to the blind, and all these things that Jesus was doing in his ministry. And we find out that through life, sometimes... Uh, just what you need, Jesus has it. And he has just what you need for your circumstances. And as we look at this passage of scripture, we find out that there were some people who needed Jesus to make a difference in their lives. The first thing I want us to recognize in this message today as we think about being spiritually minded to say thank you is that Jesus can make your day. The first thing in this passage of scripture is that Jesus can make your day. In Luke's gospel, chapter 17, verse 11, it says, Now it happened, as he went through Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. As we live lives and we see like life may be getting ordinary, Maybe seeming to be without purpose and that, you know, it's the same old, same old. Sometimes we get frustrated and we feel like, you know, nothing good can happen today. And we begin to get lost in our own tears and in our own sorrows. And we fail to recognize that Jesus can still make a difference in our life. He can, he can still make our day. Every day that God gives is a good day. And we need to begin to recognize that Jesus can make our day. No matter what the circumstances might be, no matter how ordinary our lives may seem. And I know the older I get, the more I realize, you know, you know, after a certain age, there's not a whole lot to look forward to in life sometimes. There's not a, sometimes it likes to seem like it's just gonna be the same old, same old. The sun's gonna come up, we're gonna go to lunch, 
gonna, the sun's going to go down, I'm going to eat dinner, and that's going to be it. And sometimes lives just get that way. And some people get so frustrated because they feel like their lives are, are, don't, are, are meaningless. But I want you to know that Jesus can make your day. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, Jesus can make it. And the scripture says that it just so happened that he was passing through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. It just so happened that wherever you might be, that Jesus may be passing by with a miracle in his hand. He may be passing by with a blessing just, just with your name on it. You need to recognize that this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that Jesus can come through for you. So don't give up on your life circumstances. Don't just say, well, nothing good can happen today. You got to recognize that Jesus can still make your day. He can give you just what you need. He can be passing through the midst of your circumstances that day. If you would only open your eyes to see. And these 10 men were lepers. And if you know uh, biblical history, you know that lepers, they couldn't get close to anybody. They were considered, as Sister Lewis is saying, they were unclean. They had to go through certain rituals and they could not be around regular people. And we see in verse 11, it's just so happened that he went through Jerusalem and was passing through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. It says, then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off. Do you know that's how sometimes we are? We stand off from people. If we're going through some difficult times, we don't want to answer the phone. We close the door and lock it. No, we close the blinds, help us, Lord. Turn the TV off, the radio off. We don't want, we don't want to hear nothing from nobody. We want to disconnect ourselves from everyone. How can somebody make your day? How can somebody put a smile on your face? How can your life get better if you disconnect yourself from everyone? I want you to know today that you can, be, you can still say thank you. Jesus can still make your day. And as they were lepers standing afar off, they saw Jesus. And it says, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Have you ever had a day where you just, nothing was going right and you just, you know, Lord, have mercy on me. Sometimes that's all it will take to turn your entire day around. It can change your entire attitude about your life. If you just call, the Bible says, they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you would only call on his name. The name of the Lord, uh, uh, Proverbs says, is a strong tower. And the righteous can run into that name and be saved. You can't distance yourself, cut yourself off from everything. You got to be allowable to let Jesus make your day. Let's look at Psalm 118. Well, this scripture reference puts reality on, this, on this, 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 this familiar saying that we often say in Psalm number 118. It says, beginning at verse 21, it says, I will praise you, for you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing and is marvelous in our eyes. And then it says these familiar words. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I pray, O Lord. 
Oh, Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, and he has given us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, I will exalt you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. We need to realize that Jesus can make our day. Every day that God gives is a day of thanksgiving. For God has been good to us. And we need to know that we can give him thanks. Our subject today is spiritually minded to say thank you. The second thing in this message of scripture, in this passage of scripture, is that Jesus can change your life. Jesus can change your life. Let's look at verse 14 in Luke 17. It says, after they cried out to Jesus, he says, So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. See, we need to recognize that Jesus can change our lives. As we go through life and it seems like, you know, nothing's ever going to change. It's ordinary, the same old, same old. When we cry out to Jesus, we need to believe that he can change our lives. Just like the, the Sunday school lesson today talking about what do you believe? What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe is possible? You need to believe that Jesus can change your life. Not only can he save your soul, as the church, as believers, we love to preach that Jesus can save your soul. And yes, he can. The Bible says he came to seek and to save that which was lost. But I also want you to understand that Jesus can change your life circumstances. If you're in trouble, Jesus can save you from that trouble. No matter what it is. If your refrigerator don't work, call on Jesus. Call the repairman, but call Jesus too. Amen, somebody. If your car is stuck in the garage and you can't crank it up, call on Jesus. If you feel like your life has no purpose, if you don't know what you're going to major in in college, call on Jesus. He can make a change in your life. He can turn the monotony around, bring joy and gladness and peace. He can make a difference in your everyday life. You got to believe that, saints. You got to believe that the God that we serve, he can, make, he can make a difference. Don't go through life miserable. Go through life, you know, hating yourself, hating the circumstances. I, I, the Bible says that we're going to have some trouble in this life. So expect it. So count that, add that into the equation and still come out with a thank you somewhere. Because Jesus, he can make a difference in your life, in your life. We read stories about how God blessed this person and that, that person. But you need to believe today he can make a change in your life, in, on your street, in your neighborhood, in, in your secret place, in your closet. Jesus can change your life. You got to believe that. And we see these, these, these brothers, when they called on Jesus, Jesus saw them. And I want somebody to know today that Jesus sees you right where you are. Whatever reports you've been given, you know, we get ready to have a layoff. And you begin to get all worried about it. You're frustrated and you're fearful. I want you to know that Jesus sees you. 
He sees you. And you feel like, you know, the doctor says this or that is going to happen. But you need to know that Jesus sees you. He sees the report. And the Bible asks the question, whose report are you going to believe? We need to believe the report of the Lord. He said, by his stripes, we're healed. So let's believe, let's, let's begin to turn over in our minds, reason how we can thank God. We need to know that he sees us. And then he says something. He said to him, go show yourselves to the priest. And, you know, you may say, what does that mean for my life? That means whatever you know to do is right. That's what you do. Start doing it, even if, especially if you don't feel like it. And I have found, you know, one of the, one of the scriptures that I've been, been reading and it's been helpful to me. The Bible says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And sometime in life, things begin to weigh us down begin to beat upon us. And, you know, something that the church doesn't talk about is people who are going through depression. That's what it means to be poor in spirit. Well, you don't feel like doing anything. You don't feel like getting up again. You don't feel like calling. You don't feel like bothering anybody. But the Bible has a promise that's been made. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You ought to be able to realize that, you know, because I'm down here in, in, uh, in you know, in, 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 in feeling uh, miserable and sorrowful that that's a reason for me to thank God because that's a promise that goes along with it see when you're down and out when the enemy is throwing everything at you there's a promise that's been made to you you've been made a promise from the Lord the Lord has promised blessed are the poor in spirit you're a blessed person when you realize that you're down because the mind is saying you know call on the Lord pray sing a song Shout for joy. Call on his name. There's a blessing for you. You got to realize that you got to call on Jesus because he's the only one that can change it. At that point, you realize that I can't change it no more. I can't, I can't fix it by myself. But God wants you to know that you are blessed because now the power of God is standing by. You need to realize that you, you're blessed when you're poor in spirit. If you would only remember to call on Jesus. Remember what his word has said. The scripture that one of the old pastors used to say when I was growing up, he says, God's word is eternally settled in heaven. That means that nobody can change that. No matter what none of your friends say, no matter what your enemies say, no matter what your parents say. You know, sometimes when you, when you get older, your parents still have a way of talking to you. Telling you stuff, well, if I were you, I would do it that way or this way. But you need to remember what the word of God has said. Because the word of God is eternally settled in heaven. Doesn't matter what anybody else says. Doesn't even matter how you feel. God's word is already settled in heaven. It's already there. So remember what the word of God says. And realize that it can change your situation. It can change your whole life. We need to be spiritually minded to say thank you. So Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. In other words, do what you know. What, what, what does my word say? Because the Jews knew what the word said. They had been taught that if you were a leper, you need to go show yourself to the priest. If you were a leper and you feel like you've been healed, go let the priest, you know, say and declare that 
you're healed, and now you can be back into the family. That's what the Word of God says. So whatever the Word of God is saying, that's what you need to do, especially when you don't feel like it. And I'm sure these, these lepers, you know, they, were, they were already standing afar off. They already felt disconnected. And sometimes when life, you know, throws you a, a curve, you don't, you feel like, man, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do right right now. I just want to sit here and complain and grumble. But the word of God is still true. And if you want what God has for you, you got to obey his word. And so these, these men decided that they were going to go and see the priest. And it says, and so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And what I'm finding out in life, especially in my Christian walk, is that if God is telling me to do something, and I'm standing there trying to figure it out, and nothing's going to happen for me. But by the time I take one step, the old folks say, you take one step, he'll take two. You know, God doesn't always work when you, don't, when you want him to. He don't always work like you want him to. But if you will only obey what he says, then everything begins to move for you. It said that as they went, it didn't happen before they moved. So many times we want God to do it first. No, God wants you to obey first. And so many times in my life, when I obey first, I realize that it engages so many other things to come in behind me. As they went, they were cleansed. And I want you to know today that as you obey God, as you begin to thank him, as you call upon his name, He's going to start fixing things for you. We need to be spiritually minded to say thank you. So they were able to, to experience the cleansing power of God because they were able to move forward. They believed that God could change their life. Let's look at John chapter 9, verse 24. You see that God wants us to believe that he can change us. John chapter 9 Verse 24 says, So they again called the man who was blind and said to him, Give God the glory. We know that that man is a sinner. This is the story of the man who Jesus opened his eyes. And he answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. But one thing I know that though I was blind, now I see. And sometimes that's what we need to understand. We don't need to understand how God is going to do it. We don't need to understand when he did it or, or what formula he used, but we need to recognize that God can change my circumstance. He can take whatever blindness that I had and now I can see. He can take the darkness that I was in and bring me to the light. We need to believe that Jesus Christ can change our life. Even when others don't believe, because all the Pharisees in this story, they didn't believe. They was like, how did you become seen? They doubted that Jesus even healed this man. But it was so obvious to him, the blind man. The blind man said, I don't know how he did it. But I know that I once was blind, but now I see. And it was Jesus who did it for me. We need to believe that Jesus can change our lives. We're talking about being spiritually minded to say thank you. The third thing and the last thing in this message today is that 
I want to ask the question, can you say thank you? After Jesus does what he does, can you say thank you? He can make your day. He can change your life. But I want to know, can you say thank you? Let's look at verse 15. It says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not found any who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? I want to ask us today, can we say thank you? As we, as we look about our lives and we realize that all the things that God has done for us, we know God has brought us through. It certainly wasn't our own strength, our own intelligence, our own ability. Our name didn't save us. It was the name of Christ that saved us. It was the name of Jesus that brought us through. We need to be able to say thank you. And in the story, we see that Jesus healed them, and only one of them realized, I need to go back and say thank you. And it says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. It says he was so thankful that he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And I'm asking the saints today, can, can we say thank you? Can we thank God for what he has done? When we realize that it was nobody but you, Lord, can we say thank you? And the Bible goes on to, to, to state that this person was a Samaritan. He was not, not a Jew. He was, he was not welcome in, in the, among the saints, of, amongst the people of God. But he still had the mindset to say, Lord, I know I didn't do this by myself. He returned to Jesus and he said, thank you. So Jesus began to ask the question, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? And I want to ask Shadydale, is Jesus asking that about us today? Is he wondering and looking around saying, where are, are the people who I know I, I've done some things for? I know I brought you through. I know I sustained you when you didn't have what you really needed. What you thought you needed. Have you returned to say thank you? So Jesus goes on to say, you know, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? See, I told you that Jesus sees you. He knows exactly who you are. You may think he, he didn't re realize it, but Jesus knows exactly who you are. And he wants you and I to return some thanks to him for all the marvelous things that he has done. So he goes on to say in verse 19, and I want us to understand this, and I know King James Version says it even better. It says, and he said to him, arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. But I believe King James says, has made you whole. And I say, you know, it's one thing to be healed because that's usually one problem. Help me, Holy Ghost. But when God makes you whole, that means he fixes everything. That's a reason to give God some glory, to give him thanks and praise, because when he heals you for one thing, that's good. But when he heals everything, my God, what a blessing to know that God can make you whole. 
He can fix everything that's wrong with you. Your heart, your mind, your, your will, all those things. Jesus can make you whole. But you got to say thank you. You got to bless his name. You got to be like David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. That's what God wants from us today. He wants us to be able to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all of your goodness and your kindness and your favor in my life. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5, beginning at verse 14. It says in Ephesians 5 and 14, it says, Therefore he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. See, don't go through life, you know, just saying, you know, life is ordinary. There's no purpose that I have to live for. I don't have anything to do. But you need to seek God's will for your life. And understand what God's will is. Because when you understand the will of the Lord, your life is so much better. Life is so much richer. There's so much meaning and purpose in your life. When you have a purpose, you can make it through the difficult times. And I believe that that's what God says for all of us as believers. He says, in this life, you will have some persecution. But in me, you can have peace. It doesn't matter what goes on in the world. You can still have your right mind and be able to realize where all your blessings come from. It's not contingent on the circumstances because you know in whom you have believed. And it says, beginning in verse 17, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It says, do not be drunk with wine, which is in this dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And it says this because I believe that there are times in life when people are genuinely depressed. And what do most people, what do some people do when they get depressed? Help me, Lord. They go to drinking. They go to doing the wrong things. Making the wrong choices. Hanging out with the wrong crowd. But Jesus wants us to, to thank him. We need to go to him. We said, we've been reading all, all year long. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Don't seek these other spirits. They're not going to help you out. They're not going to they're gonna lift you for a couple of hours. But when you get up, you hung over. Facing the same problem. The problem has not changed. Jesus is the one that can change your life. It says, don't be drunk with wine. As in excess. But be filled with the spirit of God. We're talking about being spiritually minded to say thank you. And then it talks about what you can turn to. Verse 19 says, speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's what you can do, saints. We need to be thankful to God because he has done great things. He has done marvelous things. We're off, we're glad. We need to say thank you. We need to talk to one another. And not just, just talk about conversation, have a conversation. Use some word in your conversation. Use some songs in your conversation to lift one another up. And as we lift one another up, we're lifting Jesus up. And what did he say? And I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. 
We're talking about being spiritually minded to say thank you. Verse 20 says, giving thanks sometime. Whenever, you know, the, the clock alarm goes off or whenever, you know, the, the service is over. Help us, Lord. Whenever the preacher finally get done preaching. No, it says, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, Jesus is the one that can change your life. Jesus is the one who can make you. Jesus is the one who can turn things around. And he's the one in whom we need to say thank you. As we bring this message to a close today, I want to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And I believe uh, we shared this recently in Wednesday night. The Bible reminds us that we need to always be thankful. Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 says what? Rejoice always. In other words, don't let the, uh, the whole day go by. Without thanking God. It says, pray without ceasing. In other words, if you're worried, don't pray. But if you pray, don't worry. Trust that God is going to bring you through. It says, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We didn't know that we can trust God. Know that he can bring us through. He can take care of everything it's going on in our lives. Then it says, do not quench the spirit. Don't wrestle against God's Holy Spirit. He's trying to lead you and guide you into all truth. We need to trust in the power of God's spirit. And it says, despise not prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. In other words, when you hear all the other matters of life, when people say this about you and say, you will never make it, they don't believe that. Believe God's word. Test everything by the word of God. And then it says, abstain from every form of evil. Then he says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what I want for everybody here at Shadydale, that we would experience full salvation. That God will saturate our whole mind, soul, and body. That the enemy won't be able to just come in anytime he won't. Drag us down the street and treat us any kind of a way. But that our whole soul, mind, and body will be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what I want for us. To be able to thank him. To praise him and to bless his holy name. We might be spiritually minded people to thank him for all that he's done. Let us stand. Spiritually minded to say thank you.